Hello, and welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and as always, I am super happy that you are here. So this is for the week of October 4th, uh, 2020, and uh, before we get into this week's episode, I'm going to just touch on the fact that Disneyland has not opened yet, nor is there any announcement. In fact, I feel like we have a little bit of a schoolyard battle going on. Disney and other theme parks are demanding to know the new guidelines from the governor. The governor is upset about backlash and he's postponing the announcement and I just feel like this is not the way to do this gentlemen and women like we need to come together and come to a civil and speedy answer I don't want to rush the opening of course I want Disneyland to open I want to go so badly but I don't I'm not interested in rushing it it should be safe and it should be under the right circumstances and speaking from like an Arizona perspective there are guidelines and numbers that we had to hit before we um, could open up the schools. And by hit, I should say, the numbers needed to be reduced to a certain level. So I have to assume California has that on a grander scale for theme parks. So if they aren't there yet, if the numbers are really high, there's too many cases, it's not safe, then by all means, they should not open theme parks because those are large gatherings. However, if that's not the case and we're just holding off I'm making an announcement because we don't like the backlash. That's not okay either. So I hope they come to an agreement soon. Really looking forward to hearing what those guidelines are. Now with that said, I absolutely want to get to Disneyland. As I've said in other episodes, I do anticipate if they follow that same guideline they did with opening Disney World where it was more of a staged approach. There was a reservation process. Um, You know, they went through like different levels of folks that could go in and by levels, I mean people staying on property. Okay, so sorry. Once again, the dogs are going to make their appearance on a podcast. Um, Jackson, I hope you're listening to this. But at any rate, um, if they're going to follow that guidelines where, you know, folks that are staying on property and then so on and so on. And and so folks that don't have a ticket yet who aren't staying on property, who are not annual pass holders, it's going to be a little while before we're able to get on property. So it's starting to feel like 2020 is slipping away. I certainly hope that's not the case because I want to get there. In the meantime, I've decided that I'm going to do a mini-series that I'll do during the week on my uh, research and planning to go to Disney World. So as long as I can remember, everyone who knows I'm a Disneyland fan has said, oh my gosh, you got to go to Disney World as if that is supreme over Disneyland and being Disneyland devoted, I cannot buy into that. That said, I absolutely want to go to Disney World because I love all things Disney theme park related, Disney anything related. I want to go to Alani. I want to go anywhere Disney has a presence, cruise lines, adventures by Disney. I want to do it all. So uh, Disney World seems like a really good next step. And I've done a lot of research 
around Disney World. And I thought I would just take you along on my process and how I dug in and researched everything from the theme parks, where the attractions are, the resorts and the different tiers they have, um, the dining locations, all the reviews that I have done, all the research, all the videos I've watched, the podcasts I've listened to, and I've narrowed it down based on those things. And I thought I would just take you through that. So if any of you have a plan to go to Disney World and you're starting from scratch like I was, maybe this would be helpful. So be on the lookout for that. And then lastly, um, in last week's episode, I touched on a giveaway and I totally misspoke. I absolutely am trying to get uh, at least 200 followers on the Disneyland Devoted Instagram. And I will do a giveaway when I reach that goal for merchandise. I said 60th anniversary for Disneyland, but it's really the 65th. Um, I don't know why I had 60 in my head, but at any rate... It's the 65th anniversary, and they have some of the greatest merchandise. And so what I promised was if we can get to at least 200 followers by Halloween, October 31st of this year, I would have a giveaway for some merchandise. But I would also travel to downtown Disney and get the merchandise right there at the World of Disney. So it's authentic from the park. So we are slowly getting there, but pushing to get this done by the end of October. So with that, let's move into this week's episode. So this week, I want to talk about my favorite dining locations at Disney California Adventure, or as I like to say, DCA. So as I did last week with Disneyland, I'm just going to follow the map and just kind of go through the places that I like to eat there and kind of touch on why. I mean, there are lots of great places to eat in both parks, but there's just some that we tend to gravitate. And I'm going to talk about some that are on my bucket list that I've never eaten there. So um, let's go ahead and get started. So when you come through the gates of DCA and you go down Buena Vista Street, you're going to get to their hub right there, which is right by <laughs> these dogs. They just can't help themselves. Right by in the Carthay Circle area, there's um, the Carthay Circle restaurant, and that's number one on my wishing well list. I've never eaten there. I know it has wonderful reviews. It's top of the line. I know it's pricey and fancy and worth every penny, but it just doesn't have the dining options for my daughter that I think she would like. I mean, she's she admittedly is a picky eater and that's a very pricey place to eat for someone who isn't going to find something that they like. So we just haven't done it yet, but it is on my wishing well list. But right there in that area is Clarabelle's hand scooped ice cream. Absolutely love that. In fact, I got the um, kitchen sink just to get the actual dish, which is a sink. It is a plastic container and it's got a, like a, you know, it's shaped like a, a mini mouse sink and the handles for the faucet are like the white gloves. And then it has a plastic faucet and the handle does twist and the faucet moves. And I could not wait to get that. The amount of 
ice cream that went in that to get the kitchen sink was overwhelming. Like a family of 10 could have eaten that, but we did it. We did not finish it all. It was just too much. And there's really no place to clean that dish out. So we had to go into like the restroom. So I just quickly rinsed it out and wiped it out with a paper towel. They did give me a bag to put it in. So I put it in a plastic bag, brought it home, and now it sits on this shelf by my bathtub. And I put bath items in it like bath bombs and things of that nature so I can always remember the kitchen sink. It is the cutest darn thing ever. So right there at Carthay Circle is um, are really several carts you'll see and we tend to go to the one across from the ice cream shop. There's a popcorn cart there. I don't know what it is about that particular cart, but we tend to gravitate to that one and get popcorn. And also right there is just this really nice bench area. That's where they have the Christmas tree. And it's so cool right there. And we just tend to get popcorn from there. And as I've mentioned in other episodes, be sure to bring your popcorn bucket or buy one so that you're not forced to eat all that popcorn in one sitting. So now if you take a, so let's say you're looking at um, Carthay Circle, like the entrance is to, is on uh, behind you and you're looking straight ahead, take a right and go towards Soren. And we like to eat at the smoke jumpers grill i think they have some of the best salads there i absolutely love it they have chicken strips and fries which is my daughter's go-to they have burgers we really like it i know it's not everybody's cup of tea but it's safe and it's good i really like it there's ample seating which you know that's a big deal for me love I love that place. And it's right next to Soren, so you get that whole aviator vibe in there. And just, I just think it's really cool. So if you, however you want to get there, if you go around past Rapids, um, let's just go that way since we're headed that way. We have popped in to um, Cal- to the Grand Californian. And we have eaten at um, a couple of the places in there. And um, one of them, which is the, um, let me get the right name of it. It's changed names, and I think that it's, um, what is it called? Now it's called the GCH Craftsman Grill. It was something else before that. And when it was that place before, we were not super impressed by it. It's right off of this little path by rapids and um you can just jump right in and go through the the entrance into the grand california and then obviously vice versa get right back into the theme park but it's super conveniently located and it's really cute but it really wasn't that great and why am i mentioning this only because it's changed names and so i feel like i want to go back and check it out because that does give you an opportunity to get out of the theme park for a moment get something to eat away from a ton of people or the crowds and get back in so I'm mentioning that because I really want to do that so keep following around and again there's lots of carts everywhere but there's a cart right there by uh, right when you go past the Redwood Creek Challenge and there's a churro cart and we just gravitate to that cart for churros my daughter loves churros 
we just always go to that particular one. They do have some seasonal ones occasionally there besides your normal cinnamon sugar one, but um, we just really like it. There's a lot of great seating and the view there is spectacular. Besides seeing the rapids, also the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail area right there has all these big trees and it's just very pretty and very peaceful. And so it's a nice place to stop and have a snack. Even if you can't find a place to sit, you can always just, you know, stand and look at all the scenery around you. So we tend to really like that. So if you walk through that and you get out by Ariel, um, to your left across the bridge is going to be the food court area that has Pacific Wharf Cafe, Ghirardelli um, chocolate, it has uh, Cucina, Cucamonga Mexican Grill, all of those places. It's like this nice little food court and other food options there. So we always go to the bakery tour there because we get a piece of that delicious sourdough bread. But then we love to eat at the Pacific Wharf Cafe. And I know I've mentioned this many times, love to get the bread bowls with a salad in it. Um, I will try the soup sometime, but it's just such a good place to sit down and eat. My daughter finds her um, turkey sandwich that she loves there. But then if you have any um, beer drinkers or margarita drinkers there, there's a couple of options there to get one of those beverages. There's the Mexican food restaurant. There's a Lucky Fortune cookery is there. And then of course there is the Ghirardelli chocolate shop. So if you've got a craving for a sundae or a scoop of ice cream, those are also really good places. I enjoy eating there. But Pacific Wharf Cafe is my absolute favorite place to eat at DCA. Just absolutely love it there. And then kind of backtracking slightly to Cars Land, we love Flo's V8 Cafe. Had the best fried chicken there. Oh my gosh, it was so delicious. Absolutely loved it. Now, some people say that it is better than the fried chicken over at the Plaza Inn on the Disneyland side, which I have not experienced yet. Others say this is better. I, if Even if they're remotely close to each other, it's a win either way because that fried chicken and then there was mashed potatoes and gravy. It was absolutely delicious. Loved Flo's V8. My daughter had some chicken there as well. She absolutely loved it. It is a family favorite. It is a place that we absolutely love to eat. So really from that area, those are our go-to places. So now let's go back to Ariel and let's go past her a little bit. So if you're let's say you were coming out of Ariel's undersea um, adventure and you went to the right. There is the Corn Dog Castle. Now, we've been going to that place way back since the beginning when the line was completely ridiculously long, but you'd wait for it because that had has the best corn dogs. I mean, I don't know what it is about those corn dogs at that particular place, so delicious. So if you like corn dogs, Corn Dog Castle is the best. It's right next door to Goofy Sky School and right across from Jumpin' Jellyfish to kind of give you an idea of where that is. My husband is a huge corn dog lover and he would 
hit that place every single time if he could. Absolutely loves it. So now let's keep walking around and get on to Pixar Pier. So there are the turkey legs over on Pixar Pier, which I try not to eat those very often because they are ginormous and completely bad for you. But if you want one of those jumbo turkey legs, get it on Pixar Pier. So delicious. I have had one in my hand was standing over at the corn dog castle with my husband because he wanted a corn dog and I wanted the turkey leg and I had no less than six people come up to me and say where did you get that I mean those are so delicious there my husband and I have split a turkey leg and still didn't finish it oh they are so good just one of those uh you know indulgences that you don't want to do all the time but if you want to go something a little smaller but also delicious in a different way there's the poultry palace over there and you get this cute little lunch box that has um, three pieces of chicken drumsticks which that is my favorite and a little bit of cold uh, why I can't say that coal slaw that chicken was so delicious the seasoning on there was awesome had a little bit of a kick not like where your mouth was on fire but where like it had some serious flavor and the chicken was hot and it was juicy and it was so delicious I loved that chicken so that is definitely a favorite of mine and then if you keep making a full circle on Pixar Pier and you come back around um, past Incredicoaster and past the area where the ride takes off. There's the adorable snowman frosted treats, which that's where we get the lemon um, ice cream soft serve. That is, um, it's super sweet, so it's not something I would do all the time. But when it's hot, and it is so hot out there in the summertime, I would absolutely get a. Um, a soft serve from there just a small one just to kind of you know have something refreshing and it has a delicious lemon flavor and I would get the snow capped one which would have white chocolate on top of it and I understand now they have milk chocolate which I would prefer but I will definitely go back and try that but that is a favorite we have eaten there multiple times and then that'll take us to the Lamplight Lounge huge fan of the Lamplight Lounge absolutely love that place you 100% need to make reservations at that place. I have the hardest time getting in if I don't make reservations right at the deadline, which was um, up to 60 days in advance. So on the 60th day, I would make reservations. Otherwise, it was really hard to get in there. I had the lobster nachos. They were delicious. My daughter had the peanut butter and jelly sushi roll, which is basically like uh, wheat bread, with peanut butter and jelly rolled up and then cut like sushi. She absolutely loved it. My husband had a burger. He really liked it. But it's so much more than just that really good food. It's such a beautiful atmosphere and view. So love the Lamp Light Lounge. So that pretty much are our uh, go-to spots at DCA. Love the foods there. There's a lot of snacks and a lot of different options. And I know some of you listening here have probably gone to other places and really enjoyed them. But these are the ones that we gravitate towards. So um, as always, I would love to hear your feedback. If you want to 
send me an email, uh, respond on either Facebook or Instagram. Tell me your favorite dining locations at DCA. I would love to hear it. I'm always up for new suggestions and ideas. And I love to do some research prior to going because otherwise you just gravitate right to the ones that you're familiar with. But I do like to incorporate every time we visit either side at least one thing new and different that we've never done before whether it's an attraction a shopping area a show or a dining option or location so please give me your suggestions i would love to hear them so with that i think i'll wrap up this week's episode once again as a reminder trying to get to 200 followers on instagram at disneyland devoted i 100 percent will do a giveaway at that point for 65th anniversary merchandise for Disneyland. I will go to downtown Disney and get that merchandise so I can share it with one of you. So please follow me there. And um, I hope that we hear something soon about Disneyland. Fingers crossed. Be watching for my little mini series on my planning for Disney World. And with that, I hope you all have a wonderful, healthy, safe week. And until next time, bye.